1: welcome irish fans to another edition of the irish breakdown podcast i am vince daddario i am the football analyst here at irishbreakdown.com and with me is always sir brian driscoll he is the football no he's the publisher he Mm -hmm. yeah you're you're the publisher formerly the football analyst you're the publisher at irishbreakdown.com you got that job yes i know i've introduced you as that before in the past and see there we go so uh it's clemson week it is the acc championship week uh we already put out our podcast talking about notre dame's offense versus clemson's defense well let's flip the script here and let's talk about uh clemson's offense versus notre dame's defense and, and brian this is the heavyweight bout mm-hmm. that we i mean this is that if we're if this is a boxing match this is the title fight right mm-hmm. i mean this this is what people pay their money to come see uh if we could go see it right uh <laughs> but, i'll be there to see uh, it I, this is the one i'm looking forward to <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I don't brag, brag, it No, um, it. nah, it's all good, man. It's all good. So, this is the fun side of the ball to talk about. So, we're going to jump into it. I think the overall headline, of course, is you know the return of of, of Trevor Lawrence and blah blah mm-hmm. blah. Understandably I think so. It's the best player in college football, oh, for, sure, no doubt. No, you're not going to get an argument from me on that. But I think, from a Notre Dame standpoint, the headline is this is one of the final games for Clark Lee. And what yeah. is that effect going to be yeah. on this Notre Dame team? It's
2: a nice little interesting twist that we had this week when yeah. it was announced that Clark Lee was leaving. I I think looking at it from a, a Notre Dame standpoint, you would have liked to have it come out later. You know, Brian Pullian made that comment yesterday on signing day. I, from a signing day standpoint, I actually think it's good that it happened before signing day. I somewhat disagree with Coach Polian on that because – now every kid that signed yesterday signed knowing that he's not going to be there. You don't have good to point. worry about kids asking out of things. You know, hey, you knew this was happening. Why didn't you tell us? That was dishonest. I think these things are better. And that way, if a, if a kid's only coming to play for Clark Lee, you'd rather know that now uh, than down sure. the road. So I, I, I think that part of it was good. From a Notre Dame football versus Clemson standpoint, it's concerning, Vince, because, look, we can say all we want about – we can talk all we want about – you know, oh, they're not going to be distracted. They're going to be focused on the job at hand. Maybe, but I don't think it's that simple. I, You know, I I think this is a very mature team. I think the thing gives me confidence this is a very mature team. Uh, They've had to handle so much adversity this season from, uh, you know, spring ball getting canceled because of the COVID situation, talking about the offseason. There was a time where these kids didn't think they were going to get to play a 2020 season. You know, you had one schedule right. that looked one way, and then you have another schedule that looks another way. You have the Fre- Wake Forest game canceled. Then, <laughs> completely, the Wake different. Forest game gets canceled again. It's just yeah. been, it's been a lot, and this team has had to overcome a lot. And, and you know, even the first Clemson game, when 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 it, you find out Trevor Lawrence isn't playing, there's the risk of okay, are they overconfident, knowing that they don't have to play Trevor Lawrence now, or Tyler Davis, or James Scalsky? And this team has overcome it all, but. This is different, in my opinion, because this is, hey, the guy that we've been you know following and our leader is is leaving, you know? like, sure. D- d- yeah. does do you respond to him the same way when he's criticizing you or telling you what to do? and 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 that's always a question mm-hmm. mark. and 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 I think, Vince, that I would like to think this team has the leadership to do it. Uh, I think this team certainly is one of the more mature Notre Dame teams we've seen in a in a long time, just how they Absolutely handle agree. just everything yep. that comes at them. They've handled it very well. Uh, but, th- again, this is different. And I'm not saying it's going to affect them mm-hmm. on Saturday. I'm not going to be one of those people if Notre Dame loses or loses big or makes some big mistakes on defense, I'm like, oh, see, it's because Clark Lee's leaving. Uh, but yeah, right. it's going to be in the back of my mind. There's no question about it, especially if we see uncharacteristic things from the defense. And so that kind of, to me, becomes the not the bigger storyline, because the Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. angle is the biggest storyline. But from a practicality, just focusing on how this game is going to play out, that, that concerns me a little bit.
1: No, I agree. And you know, look, we, we've said it before. These are still kids mm-hmm. and it's amazing the little things that can mess with their heads mm-hmm. going into a game. I mean, did oh, their yeah. girlfriend break up with them? Did they get a bad grade on a test? Obviously school's over. It's just an example, but Is these stuff things going on at home, you know, exactly. I mean, I've had and a person,
2: actually, my mom called and she's struggling to pay bills and, and, you know, I right. may have to, you know, I may have to, you know, for, for the division three level, it was, I may have to drop out of school, get a job at the, at the division one yeah. levels. I may need to go pro sooner than I, you know, or, or I may yeah. need to transfer back home where, you know, I can go somewhere. They're going to give me a little, I mean, there's just, these kids have a lot thrown at them that that people right. don't realize. They just think it's like, Oh, they just go about their business every day. Everyone loves them free meals everywhere. And, and <laughs> these are still 18, 19, 20, 21 year olds that are just dealing with the same real world problems that Right. that all of us deal with. And this is just one more thing to pile on the list of stuff they've Absolutely. had to deal with this year. And you just wonder, is there going to be a breaking point at any point in time? And, and hopefully this is not it.
1: And I, and I think you made a good point. I just want to echo it before we move on to the next thing is I do think this is a more mature team. I think this this team has good leadership from a mental standpoint, not just from you know a play on the field standpoint. So I think this team can weather that, that storm. Uh, mm-hmm. But this is a big storm. I mean, sure. it, look, it, it, you said it, it's their leader. Uh, it's the guy that they, they follow into battle. I think he's a good coach. I think he has a good relationship with the players uh, from all accounts. So this is going to rock the boat a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe it energizes them and they play even better. I mean, mm-hmm. that's always a possibility, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, I think that might be the case here, Mm -hmm. but I mean, you don't know until we see it, Um, but it can go either direction. I don't think they're going to go right down the middle. I think it's going to go
2: one way or the other.
1: They're going to be
2: super sloppy or they're just going to
1: be like, just, just so dialed in because they're like, this is our guy and we're going to send him out the right way. Yeah. Um, I I think that's a definite possibility. So I, you know, It we'll see what happens. Obviously, I know Um, which
2: one fans want to hear, and I know which one I want to
1: see. No doubt about (laughs) that. Sure. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, We got a lot more to talk about uh, with this particular matchup. Can I can I say one thing about that,
2: Vince? Because I actually never, I didn't really think about that. I kind of went to the worst case scenario. (laughs) You know, and you think about it, like a lot of the top players from Notre Dame, this is their last two to three games as well. Sure. You know, so does it really affect Dalen Hayes? or mm-hmm. Jeremiah Wusu, or Audio Gondizi, anyway, yeah. or Sean Crawford, or Nick McLeod. I mean, you, you know what I mean? Like, hey, okay, yeah. let's go. Hey, we're leaving, too. Yeah. <laughs> let's have this one last hurrah and go at it. So That's a good point. You, you do wonder that. And the good news is, is some of the leaders are those guys. Yeah. You know, so it's like, well, hey, this is our, my last three games with you, too. You know, our, our, our goals haven't changed. Our mm-hmm. objectives haven't changed because Coach Lee's leaving.
1: Well, and look, those guys um, have dealt with a different defensive coordinator. Those older guys, right? I mean, yeah. And, and
2: I can tell you too, Vince Clark, Clark Lee leaving for a head coaching job is not something that caught these kids by surprise. I'll that's just fair. I'll leave it at that. Like that's fair. This isn't new that he, this was going to be his last year. I I, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to reveal too much, but but you know, there's a reason you and I talked about this potentially being his last year during the summer, and that's because. Right that was the assumption with a lot of people at Notre Dame mm-hmm. uh, because of the job he's done at Notre Dame and, and for other reasons. But I, I again, I think that's kind of where I, you know, I didn't really think about that as much, but you know, where maybe what the point you made is maybe this is something that really just, it's one more rallying cry. It's just exactly. one more thing that brings this team together. That's a really good point. I, so I, you know, me, I went automatically to the, The negative, (laughs) (laughs) but you bring the positive. But it makes a lot of sense, and 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 I I think it'll be interesting to see which one of those. I agree with your point. It's not going to be a little bit of both. They're going to be either locked in, or this is going to be the most Mm. um, uh, sloppy performance that we've seen. And I think how the game starts is going to determine how it goes. But anyway, we'll 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 dive into that here after we. We'll start
1: diving into that after, here, after our ad coming up here soon from one of our sponsors. Absolutely. So our, our first sponsor, we want to hear from him. It's American Prodigy by Blue Wire. Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie Do. Soccer is going to explode, and it's going to be around this kid.
0: We are the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie show.
1: And with that came the expectation, and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy dropped Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. Okay, welcome back. We are going to dive right into this thing. We've got, uh, you know, this is the prize fight. This is the heavyweight yeah. battle right here, Brian. It, it, Notre Dame's defense versus Clemson's offense <laughs> Notre Dame's offense and Clemson's defense they're really good they're Mm -hmm. they're they're really solid sides of the football uh for Mm -hmm. these two teams they're they're a complementary piece to a potential championship team and and I'm speaking for both teams but you need that elite side of the Mm -hmm. football and for Notre Dame it's the defense Mm -hmm. for Clemson it's the offense this year and these two are going head to head this is where it gets exciting I'm fired up how about you
2: yeah I I mean you always you always want to have those sort of best of the best moments right you always want to have those moments where you say hey this is this is the this is the titanic matchup right like right. this is the great o line against the great d line or whatever the case may be you know and when you look at these numbers you're talking about Notre Dame being a, a top 15 defense Uh, In scoring defense yards per game, Clemson ranks a little higher in points per game, which is which you know they kind of have that based on that one outing where they scored seventy three points against. That's helpful, yeah. Against uh, against Georgia Tech, and then of course they had an extra touchdown against Notre Dame. Got to forty against Notre Dame because of the overtime period. So uh, you know I I think they're very even. Uh, You know, and I also think that in garbage time tends to affect your defensive scoring numbers more than your offensive scoring numbers you don't put as many points on the board all the time on offense in a blowout as you will give up on defense. And there's sure. been a couple, I mean, we saw that against Syracuse, uh, but, th- but this is a strong group. You know, you look at Clemson's a really good third down offense and their numbers are even better in games where Trevor Lawrence plays, which, which we've talked about in the past. Uh, and uh, you know, Notre Dame is is very strong and Clemson's very strong. And, and this is how it played out in the last game, you know, where, you had these two titanic units you look down here this stat right here about what what Clemson did when when Trevor Lawrence plays and if you're looking at the screen if you're listening to the podcast essentially it's Clemson averaged 48.3 points per game and 515 yards with him at quarterback compared to 46 yards per, or points per game and 504 yards per game uh, uh, offensively just overall so you know Notre Dame ranks 13th and points per game clemson ranks fifth in points per game this notre dame defense notre dame ranks 12th in yards per game clemson ranks 11th um you know so it's just it's just and it's and there's elite talent here too i mean when we get into the draft in the spring uh there's several players that are going to be on the field on both sides of this ball that are going to get their names called early you know and and there's some on the notre dame offense and the clemson defense Mm but you know jeremiah is a probably day one pick if you read any mock draft he's a first round guy trevor lawrence is going to be the number one overall pick in the draft you know uh so you know dalen hayes is going to get drafted Daddy ogandiji is going to get drafted travis Etienne is going to get drafted there's going to be a lot of guys in the nfl next year from this matchup um and and that's that's partly what makes it fun so right you know this is who plays the best of these two great units is is gonna is gonna determine vince who wins this football game and You know, and look, they're both going to make plays. We saw that the last time they faced each other. You know, Notre Dame had their fair share of big plays. Clemson had their fair share of big plays. Sure. And overtime, it was the Notre Dame defense made two extra plays. Actually, three. You had the back-to-back sacks. And the play that often gets overlooked was the third and 24 pass breakup by Sean Crawford. That would have been like 4th and ten, fourth and 11. That's a much more manageable situation than 4th and 24. So the sacks got the attention and put Notre Dame in a great position. But that pass breakup where Sean Crawford just drilled the guy and knocked the ball out was a big part of that too. So this is going to be another – it needs to be another heavyweight battle. And, And Notre Dame, you can't beat a team like Clemson if the best part of who you are doesn't bring its A game. And that's why Absolutely. at the beginning it was so important for us to kind of discuss like how is this going to affect the defense because they they're going to have to be at their best uh, to stop Clemson. Period. Much right. less stop Clemson with Trevor Lawrence back.
1: Well, let's let's uh, let's highlight Mister Lawrence uh, here and let's talk about the Notre Dame pass defense versus Clemson's pass offense. And that that is uh, you know something that's going to involve Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the biggest impact that he has in this game, but that's down the line a little bit but Notre Dame gave up over 400 yards Mm -hmm. passing in the last outing and it wasn't number 16 that was slinging the rock it was number five DJ Ui Onglele and uh, he still put up big numbers uh, through the air so do you see it being any different this time around
2: yeah I mean you know I think a lot of Notre Dame fans have made the point that we you know hey no Clemson's still gonna be you know be great they threw for 430 whatever yards last time and if you look at the numbers you know Clemson is is one a really good passing team you know yep. and when you consider how many blowouts they've had this year this kind of it, it puts us in even greater context Notre Dame has very, been very good on defense you know defense this year but their pass defense hasn't been as good as it has been in past years you look here 39th in yards per game I don't care as much about yards per game these are the numbers I care more about and these are good numbers you know 29th in yards allowed per attempt 18th in pass efficiency but they were top 5 to 7 last year in those mm-hmm. in the last 2 years in those categories so you know they have given up more big plays this season than they they have in past years cuz they're just not as good at good at corner this year as they have been in past years they're not bad at corner by any stretch of imagination sure. but they're just not as good so you know, those kind of numbers are going to gonna reflect each other. You know, you look at Clemson, 18th in yards per game, 19th in yards per attempt. Notre Dame's 29th in yards per attempt allowed. Uh, Clemson's 18th in pass efficiency offense. Notre Dame is 18th in pass efficiency defense, you know. So, numbers-wise, it, it looks similar. The, yeah. the thing that I would say, however, is I don't think Notre Dame has necessarily played a lot of great passing teams this year. uh and and their success has been a little bit up and down in those games you look at clemson they gave up a lot of yards Mm -hmm. but i don't and i don't i don't see trevor lawrence throwing for as many yards but i i don't think he'll have to i think they're going to be more efficient this time you know you're not going to have as many missed opportunities you're going to be better on third down better on first down which is a big part of of success in this offense and so you know, but then you look at the, the North Carolina game, and they can you know after they gave up 100 oh about 125 yards in the first two drives, a couple big plays in the pass game, and then after that they shut North Carolina's pass game down. So, you know, there's been some up and down from this from this secondary, and they're going to have to be at their best because this is a Clemson team with a phenomenal quarterback. They don't have the receiver talent that they've had in past years. I mean, Amari Rogers, weapons, yeah, I mean Murray Rogers is a good football player, and and, and Cornell Powell. Did damage. They both had over 100 yards against Notre Dame last time. Braden Galloway at tight end is a good football player. But they're not T. Higgins. They're not Justin Ross. And so Notre Dame's defensive backs are going to have to do a better job of making more plays in this game and not having some of the missed assignments. I thought it was actually the safeties that were were part of the problem in the first matchup. And 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 that's a, a part of the team that's going to certainly have to play better in this matchup.
1: I I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the day that Trevor Lawrence doesn't throw for the yardage that Uyongalele threw for in the first outing. Um, say, um, let he, me
2: just you say you you will be surprised if he throws for
1: much or won't be. I, I will not be surprised if he throws for less.
2: Less. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah,
1: I, I will because I think he's going to be more efficient. Um, and you know, on third down, for example, mm-hmm. uh, last time excuse me, Clemson was 26% on third down. That's way below their average. They mm-hmm. average about 46% on the season uh, on third down. And I, and I think he missed some throws on third down uh, that I was frankly, at the time surprised that he missed mm-hmm. um, Trevor Lawrence doesn't miss those throws. Right. You know? Um, and so I, and, and, and remember, of course Clemson was behind, so they were playing right. catch up. So they were throwing the ball. And Notre Dame was doing really good against Notre Dame or against Clemson's run, uh, run game, so mm-hmm. the ball was being put in the air a lot more. So um, I would actually be shocked if his numbers are better than DJ's were uh, in the last meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just expect him to be just a little bit more efficient uh, yeah. this time around.
2: Yeah, and and I think they benefited from big plays last time too. And sure. Notre Dame has to do a, a better job of not allowing that many that many big plays. I mean, they had I think two fifty-yard gains. Had three or four other twenty-plus yard gains, and some of those were after missed tackles. Mm-hmm. You know, there was the mm-hmm. one where Jeremiah Wusu uh, failed to bring down Amari Rogers in space on a second and ten, would have made it third and six or so. You know, right? So, you know, and then part of the third down success too, Vince, and and, and I know you're not saying this, but part of the third down success success too is Notre Dame's a really good third down defense, no doubt. Yeah, um, and that's why it's so important on first and second down to be successful. And it can't just be as simple as, well, you stop the run, you're going to get them in third long. longs. And not, it's not how this offense works. You know, <laughs> no, it
1: doesn't. Uh,
2: they're going to they're going to have a lot of perimeter screens. They're going to go to the quick game. They're going to basically use the quick screens, the perimeter screen, the perimeter throws, the hitches. As extensions of their run game, because they know we're not going to be able to run outside zone and stretch plays against this athletic Notre Dame defense and have a lot of success. So let's get out there faster than they can with the bubble screens, the look screens, the things that North Carolina actually had some success with. If you remember, they did have some some big games. They, did, they converted a yeah. third and 18 right, with a similar uh, uh, perimeter throw. So Notre Dame is going gonna, is gonna to have to really tackle well on the perimeter. In space, uh, yeah. Exactly. And, and then you say, okay, well if they start hitting some of those, then the Notre Dame linebackers and the safety start start, start have to thinking about that. Mm-hmm. And then now you've got more running room in between the tackles. So, uh, in, in a lot of times you're going to see teams are going to use the run to set up the pass. That's how Notre Dame's offense works. Right. In this game, I think you're going to see Clemson do the opposite, which is use their pass game to soften Notre Dame up to then have more success with the sure. run game because no, I agree. They've had now two games against Notre Dame where their run game is, has struggled to get going and 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 you can point to the 2018 game and and I've kind of had this debate with people they ran for 211 yards against Notre Dame in 2018 that's a very misleading number. They had the 60-yard gain in the second half where Notre Dame was basically bringing all out they had to stop Clemson to try to get the ball back and you know Travis Etienne ripped it off and then they they added about a, about 100 yards in the fourth quarter on when the game was kind of out of hand. You go back and watch that first half, first two and a half quarters, Clemson could do nothing running the football. They know how hard it is to run on this Notre Dame team, and this run defense is way better than that run defense. Sure. So they know they're just not going to come out and, you know, they, they they don't have the ability to do what Notre Dame can do, just go 11, 12, <clears throat> 12, 13 personnel and just say, we're going to we're gonna be stubbornly, we're going to set the run. they don't need to do that, number right. one the best player in the country for them throws the ball, okay? Uh, And he's on their team. So it'd be kind of foolish to say, well, we're just going to come out and just run it on first, second, and third down to prove a point. They're going to try to run the ball early, but it's going to come off as compliments to those quick screens, the quick perimeter throws, the bubble screens. And you know this, Vince. Clemson is going to have some some gadget plays. They they always do this. They're going to have some throwback. They're going to have some sprint Trevor Lawrence outright and throw it all the way back to the tight end, you know, on the backside or some reverse pass. That's just who they are. Uh, they like to do that kind of stuff, and you're going to see stuff like that against Notre Dame early with the whole goal of being number one to get some momentum going on offense, get into a rhythm, but then hopefully – have that success outside so that way you can spread Notre Dame out. And if you can spread Notre Dame out and start getting Notre Dame's linebackers thinking about getting outside, we've mm-hmm. got to stop the screens. Now of a sudden, there's a little bit more running room inside for Travis Etienne to get to that second level and have more success
1: than he had in the opener. Well, let's, let's transition. I mean, we've been talking about the run defense and the run offense a little bit, but let's let's, let's drill down on that ju- you know, just a little bit more. I think we can both agree uh, that – Clemson's going to be looking for different ways to get the run game going. And mm-hmm. you kind of highlighted it, that that with some perimeter throws and some, uh, some screens and things of that nature, because they're going to have to spread out that Notre mm-hmm. Dame defense. If they want to have any success on the ground and get Travis Etienne into this game, going into the last matchup, I was really worried about Travis Etienne in the past game mm-hmm. and they tried to get him involved, but they just really didn't uh, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, and he obviously didn't get involved very well in the run game. Um, this Clemson offensive line, let me start there. They are not an elite offensive line. No. It, it, it's Clemson. Clemson's an elite team, but the offensive line is not elite. Notre Dame can take big-time advantage in that spot. Yeah, and, and you talk about trying to
2: get ETN involved in the pass game. I mean, he had, he had eight catches, but it went for 57 yards. I mean, yeah. So that's what you mean by – you know, it didn't really work. It, yeah, he caught eight balls, but it, it wasn't – they didn't do damage exactly. with him in the past game. Like they did the week before against Boston College where he caught one fewer pass, only caught seven, but it went for 140 yards. Bingo. So, yes. uh, a whole different situation. Yes. So, um, you know, so I, I think for me, you know, Vince, they've never been a great offensive line. Even going back to 2016 and 2018, I mean, I can't think of any of their offensive – I think John Simpson maybe was like a fourth-round pick you know mitch hyatt their left tackle for two of their two of their title teams was undrafted he was a five-star recruit when undrafted drafted because they're just not a great talent on offensive line what's made them so good in the past is they just work so well together they were always kind of experienced they were always kind of working in one new starter or two new starters with a bunch of veterans uh and, and this year they basically had to replace you know almost four new starters essentially now a lot of the guys that 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 took over like Matt Bockhorst and and Jordan McFadden at right tackle. Those are guys that played a lot of snaps last year, but but they weren't playing snaps as consistent starters. And this, as a five-man unit, they didn't play together a whole lot last year. So uh, that's clearly affected them. They've just never been on the same page. And, and the, the, the talent level guard to me is not as good as it was right. in the past either. I, I thought the last couple of years, that you know, those veteran guards they had were really good players. Again, not necessarily high-level NFL guys, although I think John Simpson was a fourth-round pick last year. But if you're looking at Notre Dame, you're like, fourth-round pick? I can't believe he fell that far, the way that Notre Dame's players get drafted. That's kind of the point that I'm making. Uh, you know, but they just worked so well as a group. And they're not working well as a group this year. And it's not, it wasn't just against Notre Dame. I mean, Notre Dame exploited it to a greater degree than anybody else could because Notre Dame has better players than anybody else that they played. But they've been kind of a, a shaky running team all year. I mean, they look terrible against Notre Dame. But if you look at Travis Etienne's numbers this year, he's been over 200 yards twice all year. The first game of the year against, against Wake Forest, he went for 102 yards. The fourth game of the year, he went for 149 against Miami. In the last six games, he's only gone over 80 yards twice. Right. So you know, where you look in the past, I mean, if he went through a stretch last year where he went like seven about eight, eight games going over 100 yards. I mean, this is a guy that was is the two time ACC Offensive Player of the Year, and he's got <laughs> 758 yards in ten games. Yeah, I don't think he's uh, going to be repeating for that. He didn't get worse right kind of, Vince I mean he Travis yeah. Etienne didn't get worse no I agreed it's agreed. about the line and yeah. and, it, and it's not like Trevor Lawrence getting back like Clemson fans and and I think I think that Ryan Cantor talked about this in the the breakdown with you is uh, I know they asked me about it with, in our Q&A with him is the, the notion that well with Trevor Lawrence back you know the running game is was better and they point to the fact that they had 238 yards against Virginia Tech, well, some of those yards were late game, putting the team away yards, and they were certainly better running the ball, but they weren't exactly like lighting the world on fire. But the other part of that too, Vince, is you have to look at the competition. Virginia Tech does not have a good run defense. I mean, they gave up 238 yards to Clemson, gave up 249 to Liberty, 206 to Wake Forest, and 399 to North Carolina. All right, 198 to Louisville. This is, they, this isn't a good, that's not a good run defense. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, you have to consider the context of, of that. And, and, and like I said, a lot of the numbers that they got were, you know, with the backups and, and, you know, late in the game, they were struggling to run the ball and move the ball in the first mm-hmm. half when they led just 17 to 10.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I think Trevor, Trevor Lawrence will add uh, a dimension, I guess, mm-hmm. to the run game. I mean, they're going to run more zone read than they did with Angolale because for whatever reason, whether it was his shoulder, uh, whether they just didn't think that he had the skill set at this point in his career. Um, Cantor, Ryan Cantor said that uh, you know if, if Angolale would have gone out in that game with an injury, they would have been down to their fourth string quarterback. Yeah. Cause there's so, there another guy was hurt too. Yeah. So, you know, you can understand why they might be protecting him a little bit and not want him to take some of those hits. Mm-hmm. I get it. Um, so I, I, think he'll add a dimension um, mm-hmm. and, and Notre Dame historically uh, has struggled with, you know, quarterbacks that can run. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they, they put that to bed a little bit. This year um, they've been
2: much better about it.
1: Yes. That, yeah. This year they've been better. And, and so I'm not overly worried about it. Mm-hmm. I still think that this Notre Dame defense is fast enough. I think they're athletic enough to where they can neutralize that, yeah. um, but it's but it's going to be an added dimension sure. that they're going to have to pay attention to.
2: Yeah, it's certainly been a problem for Notre Dame in the past. I mean, we've yeah. talked about that a lot early in the year. That was the big concern going into the Louisville game. Well, they right. held Louisville to 96 exactly. yards rushing. It was a concern of mine going into the Georgia Tech game. Georgia Tech runs the ball pretty well, uh, and, and Jeff Sims is a, is a running quarterback. They had 88 yards rushing. Uh, Boston College with Phil Dracovic, 85 yards rushing. Uh, North Carolina Sam Howe isn't a runner but he's mobile he had trouble finding room to run in that game and so uh, you know and then Syracuse stinks at running the ball and (laughs) they ran for 229 yards so it's just been that kind of year but I mean this is a Notre Dame team and I think the, the the point you just made Vince is that part of the reason is this is a much more disciplined Notre Dame defense but they were pretty disciplined in 2019 and 2018 as well the difference is this is such an athletic Notre Dame defense and it's linebacker at defensive end. I mean, we saw against North Carolina who ran for, uh, 1,467 yards against Miami last week. Uh, <laughs> exaggeration, yeah, but, <laughs> not but not that by much. much. Yeah. You know, but that North Carolina team, just obliterated what had been a pretty good Miami defense all season. And, and they ran for 555 yards, 54 yards against them. And you watch their running backs. One guy goes over 300 yards, the other guy goes over 200 yards. There was a play in that game on a third and five where they tried to run outside. Adi Ogundizi chased the running back down, brought him down at the line of scrimmage, and he was lined up at defensive tackle on that play. That's right. There aren't a lot of teams with defensive linemen that can make those kind of plays. Dalen Hayes has been a brilliant run defender this year. And then, of course, you look at the speed and athleticism of linebacker with Drew White, who is, in my opinion, the most underrated athlete on the defense. I don't sure. think Notre Dame fans appreciate how athletic Drew White is. Um, Kyle Hamilton, I would argue, is the, the rangiest safety in the country. I mean, he can cover more ground than anybody in the country. And then, of course, you have Jeremiah Wusu And as, as poorly as Shane Simon has played much of this, he year. played his
1: best game against played Clemson, his best game against
2: Clemson, and and he's athletic. And yeah, then he is. you take him off the field, and you're bringing in Maris Lufau, who's also very athletic. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you throw in Jack Kaiser, also very athletic. Bo Bower's a pretty athletic kid, and, and and if somehow there's multiple injuries, and you got to bring Jack Lamb in for some reason, who's still
0: okay. You're I mean. very
2: he's a, again. I would argue he should be playing more anyway. You right. know, so you know your fourth string buck linebackers, Jack Lamb. Yeah. Right. Who is your best special teams cover player? That's correct. You know what I mean? And I, and I talked to, to someone who coached against their name special teams and he's like, it's like they have a bunch of linebackers that run four or five that are just <laughs> running down the field. And nobody can block them. Yeah. So, um, you know, th- th- it's a very athletic defense. And, and I think that factors into it as well. Discipline and athleticism on defense are a great combination. And that's been a big reason why. Notre Dame's been so good on defense this year especially when it comes to stopping the run because I would argue Vince that I don't know if they have necessarily the top to bottom individual talent that they had in 2018 you know because you look at 2018 yeah Drew Tranquil was an NFL player I think Tavon Coney would have been drafted if not for some of his yeah uh, other issues you know but you had Elohim Gilman was drafted Jalen Elliott's in the NFL right now Troy Pride Julian Love both high-level draft picks Nick McLeod and 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 Clarence Lewis are not third- and fourth-round draft picks. Neither of them is a consensus All-American like Julian Love was uh, in 2018. Defensive line, you had, you had Daylon Hayes and Adi Ogundigi on those teams, but you also had Julian Okwara and, and you had Jerry Tillery in 2018 was the first-round pick. You had Khalid Kareem. So I would argue top to bottom that team had more talent. I think deeper. this team is more disciplined. Mm-hmm. This team is a little bit more athletic. Uh, I mean, with all due respect to Tavon Coney, he's not close to the athlete that Drew White is. Yeah, uh, You know, he had tremendous instincts, but Drew White has good instincts as well, but he's also, he can get there faster. Right. And so I just, you know, and as good as Elohi Gilman and Jalen Elliott were, they weren't the rangy players that Kyle Hamilton is. Kyle Hamilton right. can make a mistake and still get there faster than a, than a, a normal safety can get to, to a place and not, not making a mistake. And so I think that's been a big part of, Of why this team has been so good against the run this year
1: well let's take a quick break because uh i want to hit some matchups to watch and some Mm -hmm. keys to the game we'll hit that in just a second but we need to hear from one of our sponsors and that sponsor is indeed brian
2: yes vince and 2020 has already reshaped how we work and it's almost over businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient
1: which means every hire is critical and indeed is here to help And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a shortlist of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria. You can contact them the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. According to
2: Comscore, 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. are visiting Indeed each month. So it's clear Indeed can help you get the quality hire you need. That's why more than 3
1: million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hiring. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, Brian, so let's, let's jump into some matchups that are intriguing uh, on this side of the football. Notre Dame's defense versus Clemson offense. What are you going to be looking for from the press box area in Charlotte?
2: Well, I think for one, I think that is the matchup on the perimeter. You know, it's the corners against the receivers. And, and of course, there's the traditional way of, of looking at that, and that is you've got to do a better job of defending them. I, I think mm-hmm. when you look at this game, this is when Tariq Bracey's problem started Is, is was this game. You know, he had some struggles – Defending the pass against Clemson, and I don't think he ever really recovered. Uh, you know, Nick McLeod and Clarence Lewis are going to get tested. They need Tariq bracy to get back on track some way, somehow. I don't know if that's going to happen in this game, but that's what they need. Um, that's matchup number one. And and but the other part of that matchup, which is very important, and and I don't, it's it's not the sexy part of the matchup is, you know, those perimeter screens we talked about. There's going to be Clemson receivers trying to block Notre Dame corners, and how effectively that happens is going to determine how well Notre Dame can defend those plays. If Notre Dame's winning that battle and they're beating the receivers up the field and they're making plays in the football, either one of two things needs to happen. Number one is they make the tackle uh, for short or no gains, or maybe make a couple stops behind the line of scrimmage, or they come up aggressively, attack with the proper angle, which means don't let them get outside, and then force those those receivers back inside to your help, mainly Jeremiah Wusu and Kyle Hamilton and Sean Crawford. Now, those guys need to take proper angles to the football, which they didn't do against Syracuse. Um, Jeremiah Wooson needs to make sure he's not going inside to get there, but the corners are going to have to really be effective, Vince. So when I look at this, that to me is the first matchup that I'm looking at uh, because you, you have to win on the perimeter against Clemson. If you don't win on the perimeter against Clemson, you're going to have a hard time beating Clemson. And I think that's why Notre Dame was in a more competitive game against Clemson the first time because if you just watch between the hashes, Notre Dame dominated Clemson in the first matchup, dominated Clemson. I mean, they averaged one yard per carry. You say, well, how the heck did they score 40 points? It's because they dominated the perimeter yeah, with the did. big plays. Uh, and 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 Notre Dame was able to win because they had their own fair share of big plays with Jafon McKinley in the running game. But you, you can't allow those kind of big plays. You can't allow the 15-yard gains on bubble screens. You can't allow the – uh, receivers to catch the ball for three yards and turn it into a 15-20 yard gain and that's where the corners are going to have a big impact I can live with the occasional big play 40 yard gain if they're dominating in those other areas but you can't have both of them you have to take at least one of them away and I'd prefer that they take away the quick stuff because that's an extension of the run game and if they start having success there then I think that impacts so many other things
1: for Notre Dame and how they're going to be able to defend Clemson no, I agree. Uh, okay. <laughs> Not a whole lot to echo on that one. Let me let me jump into one of the things that I'm going to be looking at. Uh, for me, I'm going to be paying attention to the interior of the line play. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, Matt Brockhurst, Cade Stewart, Will Putman. That that's that's guard center guard mm-hmm. uh, for Clemson. And you know, seeing what happens, you know, Kurt Heinisch, Myron Tagovailoa, uh, you know, Jacob Lacey, that group of guys and what they can do against that interior. And and here's Mm -hmm. why, because I don't, you you can't give Trevor Lawrence all day because he'll pick you apart. Mm -hmm. And so I want to see that push up the middle. That's going to force him to bounce outside. I don't want him to step up Mm -hmm. inside and take off because he can be effective with his legs. I want him to, to have to bounce outside and then Notre Dame's athleticism on the outside can take advantage there. So uh, control the pocket, push it back. That's going to help in the run game. Mm -hmm. That's going to help in the pass game. And I, I just feel like that's going to be an area that's really, really important for Notre Dame to dominate.
2: I think you're, you're, you're definitely onto something there, Vincent. And and it's similar to kind of what we talked about with what Clemson's going to try to do to Notre Dame. They're going to, they're not, they don't want Ian books stepping into the pocket. I think the other area where Trevor Lawrence is so dangerous is that when he can step into the pocket and throw it so effectively. Oh yeah. And so you got to take that away. And I think the times when Trevor Lawrence has gotten into trouble or he will rush throws is when, and this is true of, I, I mean, I honestly don't know of a quarterback that doesn't have this problem at times <laughs> when you get immediate pressure right in his face, it, it's harder, you know, quarterback thinks, well, I'm going to get the stow off. But, but then all of a sudden you, you don't have the room you thought you did and, and you mm-hmm. sail a pass or you rush a throw or those kind of things. That's where you can get him into a mistake. Mistakes don't always mean turnovers. It just means, you know, on second and 10, you rush him into a, a throw and he misses and now it's third and 10 and, and, you're, sure. and, you're in a, and you're in a great place. And so those are the kind of things that I think are important and, and, that's going to come down to, to your point, Vince, is the interior players. Now, uh, another thing is Jason Adamuola is going to be back in this game, too. Yeah. And big. I've talked to a source that said he's had a really good last week of practice and he's feeling really good. Um, I think he's going to be a, a weapon on third down, especially in this matchup. Uh, and, and as we saw in this game and other games, the pit game as well, when Jason Adamuola gets that pass rush going on second and third down, this, this, because now you have to worry about him. And now all of a sudden, to your point, too, is when you have to really. Put if those three guys are stuck on the two tackles, now all of a sudden you're trying to stop Jeremiah Wusu or Kyle Hamilton or Drew White on a run stunt, right. and you're trying to not get beat by Kurt Heinrich or Myron of aloha Mosa or Jacob lacy or, or Jason Amiola or Riley Mills, who I thought played really well as he's gotten mm-hmm. more snaps. Jason Amiola yeah, the out, they're just throwing waves at you, and, right. and that's what I think makes this team so good. So, yes, if they can control right up the middle, then, then you're feeling and, and then that carries into my point Vince which if you're following everything outside now there's more pressure on your corners more opportunities for your corners to come up and make plays uh you know against those situations and I think that's where Notre Dame needs to be needs to needs to really
1: thrive no no doubt about it. it give me give me some keys uh to a Notre Dame victory here on this side of the football
2: well, I mean, there's obviously the the, the big – we're going to stick to the big picture keys. So, like, instead yes. of, like, winning on first down or, you know, getting off the field on third down, forcing turnovers, well, how do you get to that level? Mm-hmm. And I think the first key is the most obvious, right? Like, you know, I thought about Vince, like, trying to add some nuance and some different things. But, look, let's be real. This game, first and foremost, is going to come down to the Notre Dame offensive defensive line is going to have to dominate this matchup. They're going to have to put pressure on Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is human, just like Peyton Manning was, just like Tom Brady is. And those quarterbacks, great as they are, if you hit them constantly, they're going to make mistakes. You know, they're just not going to be as good. We saw this with the Clemson offense in 2018 when they had great receivers. Until Julian Love went down, they were harassing Trevor Lawrence the whole game. And they had nine points with a minute 44, you know, minute 50 left in the first half, you know? So... Um, you have to you have to control the line of scrimmage, and then that ties into point two, Vince, which is you have to limit the big plays. Clemson beat Notre Dame in 2018. Their offense beat Notre Dame with big plays. That was it. They could not consistently put together long drives. They've, these two teams have played each other twice now in the last three years, and in both times, Clemson has not been able to consistently move the ball up and down the field with drives. They had a little stretch of that success in the second half of this game, but really it's been about big plays, the big plays have fueled this team. So if Notre Dame can dominate at the line of scrimmage and limit the big plays, so, you know, no, not a lot of 50-yard gains, not a bunch of 25-, 30-yard gains like we saw in the last game, you know, limit those to two or three or three or fours composed to eight or nine like we saw in the first matchup, that's going to be another part because the more plays Clemson has to run, The more impact your your front four is going to have on its ability to control the game. If Clemson's able to just rip off big play, you know, some big plays here and there, it neutralizes how dominant how dominant you are up front. When they have to run more and more plays, it's more opportunities for your front to dominate and make those plays and get off the field. So I think those two things dominate the point of attack consistently. Not a sack here, a sack there, but just consistent pressure. Stop the run game, shut it down. How do you shut it down? Dominance up front. And then limiting big plays and that's going to partly be about playing smart playing sound uh but you know if if you're not getting pressure on trevor lawrence if he's sitting in the back back in the pocket feeling comfortable i don't it's care over. who you have in the second game over uh, yeah exactly you're gonna get beat yeah.
1: yeah my you know you said we're going big picture here and i agree um look this is a big game uh mm-hmm. this, this is a conference championship you're playing for a trophy it's a trophy game right um, and, and as a coach, you, th- these are the ones that you circle. These are the ones that are not easy to get your team fired up for, uh, unless you're Clemson playing in the ACC Championship every other year. Mm-hmm. But that's a different story. Uh, th- this is a big deal. So your stars, your studs have to play like studs. Mm-hmm. This, this is why they're here, right? Kyle Hamilton, Jeremiah Wusakoromo, Dalen Hayes, uh, Ade Ogundeji, those guys have to play like the, the captains and the studs that they are. If they play to the level, that they can play at, that we've seen them play at, and they all do it on the, in the same game, then Notre Dame's going to have success. Mm-hmm. I mean, its I know that sounds so simple, but – that will lead to everything else that you want to do on the Mm -hmm. defensive side of the ball you know third down will take care of itself you know you know limiting them on first down like you mentioned will take care of itself if those guys play the way they're supposed to play the reason they came to notre dame the reason notre dame has put you know c's on a lot of their shirts um if they play that way notre dame's gonna be just fine Mm -hmm. I, i i truly do feel that way i think Notre Dame has the leadership. They have the skill. They have the athleticism to be successful here. And if, they're, if their stars play like stars, they're going to be fine.
2: Yeah, and I think at some point in time, Bench, you have to get the ball. You have to get the ball. I mean, if you look at Clemson, they've turned the ball over at least once in, in their last seven games. Um, that includes the two games since Trevor Lawrence has come back. You know, he threw an interception against Virginia Tech. Should have had three. I yeah. mean, there were several balls in that first half. He forced. Clemson should have – or Virginia Tech should have picked them off. Uh, they had lost a fumble against Pitt. And then, of course, Notre Dame turned them over three times. So you got to get the ball. You yep. know? And, and ideally, if you get the ball kind of like you did last time where you're getting the ball where you're setting your offense up for points.
1: Or scoring on your own. Yeah,
2: which is what <laughs> they did. I mean, 10 yeah. of the point – and this is the thing. we got to remember when we talk about the performance of the Notre Dame offense in that first matchup, 10 of the points that Notre Dame scored of their 33 in regulation
3: because were direct of defense, results yeah. of the defense. Either no one,
2: doubt. Jeremiah Wusu actually scoring – which you can't count on again. I mean, no. just, the odds of that happening again are, are minuscule. But you know, the second turnover, where you know Jeremiah Wusuk gets beat on a third down slant, knocks the ball out. Nick McLeod covers it. That's the kind of thing that you can happen, and it happened where you know Notre Dame actually lost yards on the play, and still kicked field goal. Yeah. Uh, and so that's obviously a big part of it as well. But you know, the the you know, and, and kind of Clemson's going to have some drives, Vince. They're going to move the ball. They're going to have their fair share of plays. This is not going to be a 17 to 14 game. Um, it, when when you do get into the red zone, you have to you have to hold them to field goals. Yeah, that's a, that's a big part of it. And you know, big part of what Notre Dame did in that game uh, against Clemson is Clemson got in the red zone five times and scored three touchdowns.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Twice they held them to field goals. If one of those drives ends up in a touchdown and not totally. a field goal, Notre Dame loses. Yeah. So now again, the flip yep. side is true for Notre Dame. You know, Notre Dame wins convincingly if they are better in the red zone, but that's Absolutely. the point. Yes. You you have to be able to make those kind of plays. And if your own offense struggles in a red zone, which Notre Dame is really struggling in the red zone almost all year, that puts even more pressure on your defense. And so far this year the defense has held true, but you can't you can't put that kind of pressure on your defense for you know a second straight game. But the fact is, is it's there. When you play Clemson, it's there. So I think that's another part of it, and, and again, but again, where does that come down to? It comes down to winning in the trenches and limiting big plays. Because here's my point: if you can get, if you can keep Clemson at the twenty, the fifteen, now all of a sudden your athleticism plays up even more, right? Because there's less room to cover, uh, because Clemson doesn't have a T. Higgins or a Justin Ross, it makes your ability to stop them in the red zone even better. If you're giving up 50 yard bombs like they did last time, and a couple of those 50 yard bombs that gave Clemson a ball inside the 10 it's going to be a lot easier for them to get points in those drives. Right. But if you're limiting the big plays and you're forcing Clemson to have to consistently run plays to get points, you're going to have a better chance of scoring. And you can't let them get the 50, 60-yard touchdowns. Make them put red zone points on the board because I think Notre Dame is athletic enough and talented enough to put Clemson in some bad spots where you can keep them off the – off, you know, keep six points off the board in those situations.
1: Well, let's take another quick break, Brian. Uh, we want to hear from our final – Sponsor bet online and then we'll come back and uh, we'll, we'll wrap this thing right up so here is a few words from bet online football is back in full swing you might not be at a game this year but you can still be in on the action at bet online bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on every possible chance to win this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props bet online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else you can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code Blue Wire at betonline.ag. That's Blue Wire, all one word. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Welcome back. And we're going to wrap this thing up here, Brian. Again, this is, the title, this is the title match. If we were putting it on a boxing card, there it is, right at the top. Uh, Notre Dame defense versus the Clemson offense. Final words on this side of the football.
2: I think you, you say, well, who has the advantage in this game? And, and I think that that's, that, that is going to kind of determine who wins this game. I think when you look at this Titanic matchup, you say, okay, it's, it's going to sound interesting, but Vince, the first two parts are going to make sense. I think Notre Dame has the advantage up front. Big yep, time, that, no doubt. Uh, I think Clemson has a slight advantage on the perimeter, right? And, and so you look at it and say, "Well, okay, that that's that sounds like it's good for Notre Dame because Notre Dame has a big advantage at one spot, and Clemson has a, I think, a slight advantage at the other." Here's the great equalizer, though, Trevor Lawrence. And and now here's where I think this this game is interesting, Vince. I would argue. That Clemson has two of the best individual players in the country on their offense, Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne. I would argue, however, that Notre Dame has more stars on their defense than Clemson has on their offense. I would agree. I think with Clemson that. has two. I think Notre Dame has three right now. Obviously, Kyle Hamilton and Jeremiah Wusu. But the way Dalen Hayes has been playing the last five or six games, he's playing like an All American. Last five or six games. Uh, and then you you know you could throw an Adi Ogandiji in there as a as a guy on that co- in that conversation too, so Clemson may have the two best players on the field. At Least they have the they have the one best player in the field. With all due respect to everyone Notre Dame has, Trevor Lawrence is the best player in college football. Mm-hmm. But I think you you start saying you know Travis Etienne is really good, but you you know Jeremiah Wusu is a star. Uh, Kyle Hamilton's a star. Dalen Hayes is a, has been playing like a star, and he's always had star potential. He's always had star talent. So to neutralize that one big advantage they have of that elite quarterback, to your point, the stars have to play like stars. And I don't think Clemson often faces teams that have more studs on the other side of the ball than they have on their offense. This is kind of a new thing for them. You know what I mean? Um, And and to me, how... Look, I think Notre Dame will will win up front and I think they'll, they'll lose on the perimeter, but not by the margin that we saw last time, per se, Uh, at least not enough to where they're going to route Notre Dame. Where this game is going to come down to Notre Dame winning or losing and maybe losing convincingly is Notre Dame has to play like Notre Dame, number one. You have to stop the run do all those kind of things. But you can't let Trevor Lawrence take over this game. You can't let Trevor Lawrence get into rhythm and start picking you apart and start hitting those shots and start having time. and, and, And when he runs and scrambles and makes those plays, you have to make him pay for it. And the people that are going to make him pay for it have to be your guys. It has to be your studs. You know, Dalen Hayes needs to get five or six hits on Trevor Lawrence. Sadio Gondigi needs four or five hits on Trevor Lawrence. Kyle Hamilton needs to make Trevor Lawrence think twice about making some of those throws over the middle. I didn't think Kyle Hamilton played that well against Clemson the first
3: time. He needs to
2: play better this time. Jeremiah Wusu made some Hall of Fame-type plays, some all-time great plays that Notre Dame fans are going to be talking about for years in that game. But he also made some big mistakes in that game that gave Clemson some some opportunities. He's got to clean that up. So to your point, the final advantage is is your one of your keys was your stars have to play like stars. Well, Clemson's going to have that same thing. Their stars are going to have to play like stars. So which side gets the advantage in that matchup? Because like you said, Vince, your point was great. To win this kind of game – your dudes have to be dudes. I mean, they just they just do. You know Trevor Lawrence is going to be at his Why best in this game. Exactly. Yes. Trevor Lawrence is going to be at his best in this game. But Notre Dame has enough stars to neutralize him from taking the game over, even if he is on top of his game. And that's where this game is going to get won or lost for Notre Dame. I don't know how it's going to go. I'm not predicting it's going to go well or not. But what I am saying is if the Notre Dame stars don't thrive, then – that that advantage of having the best quarterback in the country is going to really shine. If yes. Notre Dame's going to keep Trevor Lawrence from taking off, and look, you and I both expect Trevor Lawrence to be on top of his game.
1: Absolutely. Why would you expect he anything less? He wants this one. Exactly. Yeah. He wants this one. But who doesn't want to be the missing link from the last time, right? And
2: Clemson, for the first time really in five years, is playing in an ACC title game, number one, with an opponent capable of beating it, which they haven't had in five years. Nope. The closest one they had was that that Marquise Williams-led North Carolina team. But let's be honest, that wasn't a team that was going to challenge those Deshaun Watson-Clemson teams. It just wasn't. Uh, and the other thing is they're playing for their postseason lives. Absolutely. If they lose to Notre Dame, there's a chance they're not in the college football playoff.
1: Pretty good chance, I would say, when it's all said and done. Yeah. And that's another podcast. Right. But. So, <laughs> so, there's. The, I mean,
2: they're going to be on their game, whereas Notre Dame kind of has, yeah, if we lose, we're still in kind of thing. I worry about that, you know. Yeah. And so Notre Dame has to eliminate that right away. They have to play like no, we're not we're not we're not going to back our way into the playoff. We're we're going to seize our advantage. And to do that, they have to dominate the matchup that they should dominate and their stars are going to have to to do whatever they can to make sure Trevor Lawrence doesn't take this game over because that's my biggest fear Vince is Trevor Lawrence just comes out and has a uh, a typical Trevor Lawrence in a big game type of performance and, yeah. and, and dominates. Cause you and can and say
1: nothing nobody can do at that. point, Right. And, and it, it sometimes
2: it's throwing the ball. We've seen him just dominate shredding teams throwing the ball, which he did to Alabama. And then sometimes like we saw in the semifinal game against Ohio state last year, when the pass game wasn't going, it was with his legs. He ran from hundred yards that
1: game. Yep. Yep. And so that big one for that touchdown. Yeah. was Iconic. I mean, yes. Yeah.
2: And, and that's what got them back. I mean, they were down 16 to nothing, I right. believe at one point in time to Ohio state. So uh, that's just kind of who Trevor Lawrence is, and that's what makes him so dangerous. But Notre Dame, I think, has the weapons to neutralize him, but only if those guys match him in a big game moment. And yeah. we don't know if they're going to be capable of that. Um, we know he is now. We just got to find out if the, if Kyle Hamilton and Jeremiah Wusu and Dalen Hayes and and Audie are up to the task. And if yeah. they are, then I, then I feel good, good about Notre Dame having a chance to win yes. a rematch. And yep. you know, if they don't, then we're going to kind of be sitting around a little bit nervously on uh, Sunday, trying to figure out for sure what's going to happen in the, <laughs> the post season.
1: You know, that's fair. Uh, yeah. I, I look, the, it, we're playing the advantage game. I can't say it a whole lot better than that. I mean, it, it's, I agree with you where Notre Dame has the advantages. I agree with you where Clemson has the advantages. And again, your studs have to play like studs, and, and and if they do, I think Notre Dame has a few more studs mm-hmm. than Clemson, and I think they have an opportunity to be successful. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Either way, I think this is going to be a heavyweight bout. I think this is going to be trading punch for punch. Um, you know, who who's going to get the last shot? And mm-hmm. I think that's really what it comes down to, and it's, I can't wait. I can't wait for this rematch. I haven't been this excited for a game in a really, really long time. I am really hoping, Vince –
2: Okay, first of all, my internal body, my in, my insides, my where my where, that are controlled by what happens when I get nervous, you know, <laughs> in a game. And I I have said that I get more nervous watching and covering Notre Dame games than I did when I coached or played and people ask why that is and I Because
1: you have no control over it. I have no it. control over yeah. it. None.
2: Yes. So so you know, I always prefer blowouts. Number one, blowouts are good for that Regards. Number two, blowouts are great cuz I can spend the whole fourth quarter kind of getting my my notes and my stuff ready yeah. for after the game, but I would just love, in this instance, if this game came down to Notre Dame has a lead, there's two minutes left, Clemson gets the ball with a chance to win the game. Oh, Like, to me, that would be the epic moment for this game to where Trevor Lawrence either has that big send-off, you know, where he does what Trevor Lawrence does, and then he does it against the best defense in the country, in my opinion, uh, or – The Notre Dame defense says our eleven are better than your two. And 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 makes that stop and and ends what has been one of the best quarterback eras of we've seen in a long time. You know, I mean with Watson and and Lawrence. No, with just with just with Lawrence. I mean, this is a kid who won a title in his first year as a starter, you know, played for the title in the second year as a starter. And the only reason they didn't win that was because they played just the most insane offense we've probably ever seen. You have you have to go back to really Tim Tebow to see that kind of thing. And in Tim Tebow's first year, he wasn't the starting quarterback. You know right. what I mean? So yeah, just to yeah, see yeah, a yeah. guy that's known nothing but success, you know, and, and remember Tim Tebow but the year before he won the Heisman Trophy and led Florida to – I mean, the year before he led Florida to the national championship and won the Heisman Trophy, Florida lost three games that year. Trevor Lawrence has lost one in ever. three years. Ever. Ever. And that was to <laughs> Joe Burrow and that LSU team, which just set insane records. Right. And he had them leading, I think, was it like 17-7 to 7 at yeah. one point in time in that game? So this is one of the greatest winners we've ever seen in college football.
1: Yeah, you talk about winning. Yeah, all he does yes. is win. That's, yes. Trevor and Lawrence, beats, all he does is win. And,
2: and, and you can't say, well, you know, they play in a bad league because he's got wins over Notre Dame. He's got wins over Alabama. Beatdown wins over those two teams. He's got a win over House State. He's got wins over Auburn. I mean, he's got wins in big, big moments. And I would just love to see this Notre Dame defense kind of
1: end the season with a prove-it-to-me moment. Man, if that happens, I'm going to be – of course, I won't be on my seat. I'll be standing up in front of the TV as I do, uh, very close. Kicking all Um, the kids
2: out of the room. Daddy needs his
1: alone time right now. (laughs) And my heart will be beating out of my chest uh, if that's the case. Look, I love – the position that notre dame would be in because i love their defense i like i said I, I agree with you i think they're the number one defense in the country but man you're giving trevor lawrence a shot to win the game yeah. in one final drive yes yeah. that's, that's like asking. that's like the college version of uh, the nfl version of tom brady giving him the ball at the end of or Super joe Bowl. montana or joe montana yeah. yeah hey you got about a minute and a half yeah. you got to go 80 yards yeah go <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh that would freak me out yeah but hey but, if but that, that happens it's like great
2: th- yeah th- but that's the thing is like that is the ultimate best on best scenario yeah for me. you're right and 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 either he gets it done again and you tip your hat and you say you're, you're you know you're you're the best we've seen at doing this yeah you know absolutely. or um notre dame gets it done and you and you see, okay this is because here's the th- that to me would be the changing of the guard moment for me Okay, And to me, that would be the moment where Notre Dame would then be able to say, okay, now now, not only did we beat Clemson, but we beat Clemson, a healthy Clemson, and we beat him at their own game. We yeah. gave him the ball with a chance to go win the game. Something Alabama couldn't stop him from doing. Something Alabama couldn't stop Deshaun Watson from doing. Something that n- nobody's been able to really stop Clemson from doing. And Notre Dame would finally say, yeah, w- we did. And I think that would be a, oh, a heck of a way to end
1: this right now. I would love season. to hear everybody talk about the game if that's the case. If that's yeah. how that game ends, oh, my goodness. I'll be – popcorn. I'll be, like, listening to everybody, you know, talk – just eating their words. And no matter
2: who wins in that type of scenario, it's going to be – like, that's – I don't – what I don't want to have happen is where Clemson comes out and just smacks Notre Dame. Oh, absolutely, because then it's going to take some of the 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 shine off of just how good these two teams are. Sure, uh, and and that's what I hate about rematches because you just you just never know. I mean, nobody remembers that LSU beat Alabama at Alabama in 2011 because all everybody remembers is the beatdown that they gave them in the national title game where LSU didn't even look like they deserved to be on the field that day. Right, and uh, you know, and and that's what that's that's the thing that stinks about rematches. I want this game in either direction to be another great game. Yeah. I, I do. I just think that's what this this budding rivalry deserves. Sure. Uh, I think that's what the two seasons these teams have had deserve. Uh, but football's not a football's oh. not a here's what you deserve game, buddy. Yeah. It's a it's I a know. here's what you've earned game. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting. Yeah.
1: Well, if that's the case, it's going to be less than a one score game uh, when it's all said and done. And yeah. if that's the case, win or lose for Notre Dame, that's a great game. And I and I think that it speaks to how good both of these teams mm-hmm. are. So yeah. I, I would be, of course, I want Notre Dame to win. Uh, but if, if Clemson goes down the field and scores to win the game, it, again, it's a tip-your-hat moment. Mm-hmm. And it's like, look, you got us in round two. Uh, pretty sure there's going to be a round three coming. Yeah. So, <laughs>
2: Let me ask you this question, Vince, before we go. Okay. If Notre Dame, if Clemson gets the ball in that situation, Notre Dame stops him, and it's just a great 60-minute back-and-forth game. Notre Dame just makes one more stop. Mm-hmm. Is Clemson a playoff team for you? Absolutely, it's
1: a no-brainer no for me. Clemson
2: would kill Texas A and M.
1: Oh my gosh, they would smoke them. They would smoke them. Yeah, it's a no-brainer for me. Yeah, I if it doesn't even have to be that type of scenario. If if Clemson loses by ten or less to Notre Dame, uh, it, Clemson's a, a playoff. Yeah,
2: I, I think I think you say ten or less. I I can dig that if it's a ten point win because Clemson had the ball fourth and two down three. Sure. With two and a half minutes left and, Notre Dame, and Notre Dame goes Dame down and, goes goes and, down and or Sure. Or you yeah. know, they get a pick six at the end of the game. If it's whatever. a ten point game like the it's whole way, a, that's it's gotta be different. To me, I don't I I don't think if it's a ten point game the whole way and, and Notre Dame wins by seven to ten, but they were control for sixty minutes, it's I don't different. think Clemson would deserve to be in at that point in time.
1: That'd be like that Michigan game a couple of years ago uh that Notre Dame dominated. Yeah. And then they kind of brought it back. They won
2: like, by a touchdown, but it was never a game you felt yeah. that
1: they threatened.
2: I don't exactly. think Clemson deserved to be in at that point in time. That's but fair. If this is a back and forth game that has some lead changes or a bunch of tie games, and Notre Dame wins it because they just they made one more stop, mm-hmm. I still think they're the best team. I think the only scenario that could knock Clemson out, and I don't think it's going to happen, would be if Florida beats Alabama. And the reason I say that is, yes, Florida had the bad loss, but the committee doesn't look at – this is why everyone losing their minds about how the committee ranked teams this last week forgets this isn't the AP. They don't rank with an emotional overreaction to what just happened the day before or three days before. Right. This is a still a big-picture, full-season view. You'd have a Florida team that would then have a three-point loss to number five A&M. They would have a win over number one Alabama. They would have a win over a top-10 Georgia team. And two losses, but then you'd look at it and say Clemson is a two two loss team as well. Clemson would also be nine and two. And their claim to fame would be what? A win over Miami? Who's that, gonna finish eighteenth? And then that, that's what the two tough close part.
1: losses? That's the tough part. Is is their their wins wouldn't mm-hmm. be as good as some other wins. Their losses, I think, would still be pretty darn good. No
0: one because, will have
1: better losses if right. they lose a close game. And it's right. the same opponent.
2: But you shouldn't um, get in the playoffs because of your your losses. You need to, at right, some right. point in time, say this is who we beat, and and you got to win. Nobody else would have the overall resume that Clemson has if Florida loses. Yeah. If Florida wins, which, again, I don't see it happening. I think Alabama's going to absolutely annihilate. I think Kyle Trask could could lead Florida to 35 to 40 points, and they still lose by three touchdowns. No,
1: It's going to be ugly. I'm it, sorry. Th- I ugly.
2: just don't see them stopping yeah. the Alabama offense. But anyway, All right. I, I just thought that was a curious question because yeah. Yeah. I, I I think Clemson's one of the four best teams, but yeah, I don't too. know if Clemson would have one of the four best resumes if Florida wins.
1: Yeah, okay. I still
2: think their resume's better than Texas A&M, who would be eight and one? Their resume is still better than <clears throat> Iowa State. Who who's now the new darling of ESPN? They lost by seventeen to Louisiana, not Louisiana State, defending champions, the raging Cajuns.
1: Yes, that's right. Correct. They lost by seventeen. And they to lost Louisiana. by yeah, three scores. You know, I know sorry, I know you're not a playoff team. Apparently that happened so long ago yeah. that it doesn't matter. Right. But know. see,
2: because that's an ESPN reaction. They still think like AP voters. The AP has always been a, a reactionary poll. Sure. It's we're basing it off of the last couple weeks. The the committee has always done a really good job of not overreacting to what just happened. And that's why Florida didn't drop. Now I still think Florida should have dropped a few more spots, but they're still looking at it and saying Florida has a much better overall resume. They still have a convincing win over Georgia on their resume. You know, Oklahoma is hot now, but Oklahoma's mm-hmm. overall resume still doesn't look great. You know, Iowa State's overall resume is better than Oklahoma's, and they have the head-to-head. That's why they're six. But even if they're six, it doesn't mean they automatically move up. That's the thing that the AP does. If if the number four team loses, The number five team wins, automatically the number five team leaps number four. The committee doesn't look at it that way. It's still about evaluating the overall resume, the overall season to decide what they do. And I do like that. And that's why I think at the end of the day, no matter what happens on Saturday, Notre Dame is in the college football playoff.
1: Oh, yeah. No, me too. (laughs) No question. Uh, So that's going to do it for this uh, edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. Please, please, please make sure that you subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, so that you can be automatically notified when we get another one coming, because we're going to have them coming. Uh, that we've got a bunch uh, kind of in the hopper, headed in your direction. Make sure you stay locked into IrishBreakdown.com as well. We will have our predictions on there. Uh, we will have all the breakdowns. Uh, Brian, like I said, is heading down to Charlotte, so he's going to be down there, and he'll do uh, the live chat and. Uh, all of his observations and then the grades and all that fun stuff following the game so make sure you stay locked in Irishbreakdown.com. Um and uh, head over to our youtube channel hit the subscribe button because we uh, also we do our video podcasts as well so you can get uh, you can get all this information over there as well Brian any final words that's it i'm just looking forward to finally getting to this game finally seeing oh, yeah. what happens and then
2: we'll deal with we'll deal with the fallout one way or the other when uh, <laughs> when this game that game is over with
1: Absolutely. So we will talk to you next time on the Irish Breakdown Podcast.